0: Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke and this is the Kona Shame Show. Welcome, 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 welcome. Guys, big stuff going on. Uh, The Uncharted online conference is open for registration. If you don't know about Uncharted, you should totally check it out. The website is unchartedvet.com. If you are a practice owner, a medical director, a practice manager, or a high-flying rock star making a name for yourself, leading other people, and changing the world, you should be an Uncharted. Head over to unchartedvet.com, check it out. The online conference is going to be amazing. It's all practice management and recession-proofing your practice, thriving and surviving in that time of COVID. This is not a bunch of online uh, webinars. This is not a bunch of online video. This is a workshop and discussion-based conference. Not like anything you've seen before, check it out. June 11th through the 14th, it is going to be jam-packed with tons and tons of stuff going on. You don't want to miss it. Head over to unchartedvet.com and just click Conferences. I'll put a direct link down in the show description. Today, we have the one and only Dr. Cherie Busan. Cherie is one of the first certified hospice and palliative care veterinarians in the world. She's an international speaker and a darn good one. I will tell you that. And she's an author. She has written some of the most popular articles that are on DrAndyRourke.com. She spends her time in a feline-only practice, hospice practice, and teaching other veterinary professionals about hospice euthanasia and compassion fatigue. She's the owner at Helping Hands Pet Hospice in Seminole, Florida, as well as the founder of uh, a happy vet. And so a lot of people know her from social media is that. Without further ado, join me for my conversation with Dr. Cherie Busan. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr.
1: Andy Rourke.
0: We are supported by PSI Vet. Guys, if you know anything about me, you know that I care about our support staff. I want them to have good jobs. I want them to make good income. And I believe that they need health care. Everybody should have some health care coverage. If you're at a practice that struggles to provide this for your team, I urge you, take a look at the PSI Healthcare Initiative that came out uh, earlier this year. You can learn all about it at PSIHealthCareInitiative.com or check out our bonus podcast episode from a couple weeks ago. PSI Healthcare Initiative.com Welcome Dr. Sheree Busan. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks for making time and being on here. I always enjoy we get to catch up.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, it's always good to talk to you.
0: So if there's people that don't know you, you are a hospice uh veterinarian in Florida. And um, you are a phenomenal writer. Some of the most popular articles we've ever had on the Dr. Andy Rourke webpage have come from you. And you are a blossoming speaker. You are a wonderful speaker. And I love, I've seen you present a number of times and I always encourage people to see you, but you are, uh, you are doing a lot of things and you are doing them very, very well. And I appreciate you making time for this.
1: Oh, well, thanks. I'm, I'm just tickled. I listen to the podcast all the time.
0: Well, thank you very much uh, for that. So you've got an article that was out on drandywork.com just a week or two ago, and it is called Five Little Phrases for a Happier Workplace. And so what I wanted to do with you today is jump on and just generally talk. I mean, we can touch on the article. but Mostly, I just want to talk about phrases for a happier workplace. I, I, I like that idea. I like that concept. What do you what do you mean when you talk about phrases for a happier workplace? What, do, what does that mean?
1: Well, I think um it's we get lazy uh, especially when when things are stressful and I think I noticed this with um you know in marriages in friendships when you're having a hard time it the, the first thing to go is common civility mm-hmm. um and I think it has a deeper effect than we truly realize um, when I started working um I thanked all of the technicians and the receptionists and everybody for everything they did. And, and it got noticed, like it, it came up in my review and the doctors were kind of grumbly about it. They were like, you know, well, everybody says that you're thanking everyone. And now they want us to thank everyone. So thank <laughs> And, you know, Way to go, right. And nowadays I'd be like, yeah, that's right. Get on it. And, you know, back then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired for thanking people. <laughs> like, what have I done? This is my worst nightmare. Oh. So, yeah. So, but it was just, you know, I'm, I'm Southern and, and. I was raised in Louisiana and you say please and thank you or your mama smacks you. And oh, yeah. so I live in fear of, you know, not thanking someone for something or apologizing, you know, if I, if I bump somebody and, you know, and then I, I get into the workplace and in a stressful situation, someone would shove me out of the way and say, move. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, how yeah. is that necessary? Oh,
0: same, um, same. Oh yeah. yeah. So I grew, I grew up in North Carolina, same thing. But no, I, I want to circle, I want to circle back to your, to your original point. The first thing to go in stressful situations is civility. God, that's true. I've caught myself like three times in the last week talking to my kids and my wife. Cause you know, we're through quarantine together and just saying not, not anything awful. And I'm not angry or, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad, but i just, i say, Hey, Ali, get me this thing. And then I hear the words come out of my mouth and I go, well, that's not how I, that's not how you ask for things. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just, and, and my, and my kids, I'll say, Hey, go over and bring me this. And I go, boy, if they said that to me, I would say, excuse you. And I would do the whole <laughs> thing about, you know, and it's just, that's so not like me. And I have felt it recently. I think that there's, there's definitely a, uh, you know, an underlying source of tension. It's the fact that we've been together, uh, you know, for, for a long time. I think that, um, I think that comfort can go too far sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One oh, of the yeah. things my one of the things my wife and I talk about is, um, you know, if I treat my wife like my best friend, then our marriage is gold and the same thing for her. But do I treat my wife like my best friend? Like often not, you know what I mean? It's yep. because I'm like, you stuck with me and you love me. So yep. you don't, you know, so you don't get, so I'm not going to put on airs for you. or I'm not going to pretend for you. And I think that that's a toxic mentality. You know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. think that we should remember that our spouses are our friends, and if we treat them like our friends, everything seems to go better. And I think the same thing extends to our teams. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. We care about these people, and they're good people, and we should be kind to them. And when we start to get stressed, we drop those just very simple things, and it, it hurts us.
1: It is. And they feel taken for granted. And I think this, if you look at it more in the spouse mentality or the the relationship mentality... You know, my husband empties the dishwasher and I try to remember to thank him for it. If I've had a crappy day, the odds of me thanking him for emptying the dishwasher are pretty slim. And then if I'm in a grumpy mood and I don't thank him for emptying the dishwasher, then he's going to get grumpy. And then it goes back and forth until we're arguing and we really don't know what we're fighting about. (laughs) We're just we're just aggravated with each other. And, you know, and you see it all the time. Couples that bicker and, and are constantly picking at each other and it's. A lot of it is just taking for granted, like you said, this person's stuck with you. Like, what are you gonna do? Quit? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, actually they, can. <laughs> they <laughs> we can. Forget that. You know, sure they can quit. And and I just found that that the simple thank you, I mean, to have that brought up in my review a year after starting my first job and saying that we really love that Dr. Poisson thanks us for everything. And I mean, I thank people during CPR, and it's a reflex, like, you know, they hand me the epinephrine, I'm like, thanks, as I'm injecting it, like, it's just something I do, but it means so much to them. And I'm not saying that thank you fixes everything. But these little signs of respect. And just taking a second to think about what's a, what's coming out of your mouth and how it sounds is so important. And it's definitely regional. I think in the South, it's much more considered much more normal. And I do see when Southerners go up North and Northerners come down South, like they have an adjustment period to, mm-hmm. you know, that that down South, if you walk into a bank and you refer to the employees as you people, you're not getting anything done. That may work yeah. up north, but that doesn't work down here. Yeah. And I had to explain that to, you know, colleagues of mine. I was like, yeah, you might want to soften that up a little bit because that's not how we talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think practice culture, you can decide what that's going to be. And if everybody is rude and everybody's happy with it, I guess okay. But I think I think just showing those signs of respect and taking that time to show your team that you don't take them for granted. Um, because as soon as they call in sick, you realize how much nicer you could have been to them. <laughs> yeah.
0: <So. laughs> oh, it's, it's totally true. Well, you know, people ask all the time, like, you know, how do I, uh, how do I show appreciation for my team? And, and, and I, and I like to, I like to play that game and we kick around ideas and, and I do like that stuff. But I, the frustration that comes back sometimes is people say, you know, Andy, I did the staff, party or I, you know, I, I wrote the thank you notes and everybody was happy for a a day and then they went back to normal, you know, or they, or they still don't feel appreciated. And I think that, I think that there's an appreciation bank or, and, or a sort of a respect bank, like a bank account that we have. And I think that when we uh, don't appreciate people or they don't feel appreciated, I think we draw down on our account and then you can do something nice and, and it makes a deposit but then you're right back to drawing down on the appreciation again. And so I, I'm with you. I don't think that saying uh, thank you and I, or I'm sorry or, hey, I really appreciate that you did that, you know, or excuse me as I kind of uh, push past you, um, things like that. No, I don't think that that's a magic bullet that's going to make your clinic uh, amazing and wonderful. But I do think that that is an itty bitty deposit into the appreciation account. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and those little deposits add up over time. So do the big stuff to show your staff, you appreciate them. But then if you just do one big appreciative thing, you know, every quarter, or every six months, then that doesn't get the job done. It really is a cultural thing. It's, it's how you do it. The, um, I like again and again, there's, um, you know, the, the cage liner website that, yeah. uh, our friend, Sarah Boston writes for right? I uh, love
1: the cage. I live for the cage liner.
0: Oh yeah. So funny. So, uh, there was a headline that I saw there and I'll, I'll butcher it cause I'm not looking at, it, but essentially what it was is, uh, you know, staff feels totally appreciated after thank you email from offsite manager.
1: I and- saw that. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I laughed. Yeah. I laughed so hard at that, but it's like, that's exactly the point. You know, it, the, the, the poking fun at is, um, when there's nothing of appreciation, in an ongoing manner, and then all of a sudden there's just a, Hey guys, here's a thank you email, it, it doesn't, it doesn't move the bar. It really Staff appreciation really is. It's a subtle thing and an ongoing thing. And I think a lot of times it requires less than you think, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to do big wild stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you just treat people with kindness and respect and appreciation, like in little ways in an ongoing manner.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And and I think it's a culture of gratitude. And I think it extends to the clients, too, because how often are we dealing with a difficult client and we forget to tell Mrs. Smith? Like I have clients that I just love and I will tell them I am. So, I was so happy to see you on my schedule today. It just made my day to know that you were going to be here and I was going to get to see you and Fluffy. And they just light up. But we don't yeah. think Always to do that. And, and I, I've been, I'm a huge fan of the TV show, The Good Place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's, it's just amazing. Um, It's, it's hidden under a a whole bunch of um, bathroom humor. But it's a really good show and they talk about the good place and the bad place you you earn points for every single thing you do if you you know if you offer someone a slice of apple that's a point if you donate to a charity that's 50 points and i try to think of it that way that everything i do that's positive for my team earns me points for the good place which is the culture that i want in my practice whereas every snap or every nasty thing i say or every temper tantrum i have is points deducted from the good place. So it's like the bank account that you talk about. And I just, I think that, that, you know, if you, if you maintain that culture rather than having this roller coaster of, we have awesome appreciation and then we hate your guts. uh, I I think we do better just to kind of have a level. We appreciate you all the time. And then when something big happens, we do extra appreciation is better than one big gesture a year.
0: Yeah. You know, you know how you're having a bad day and the pets pick up on that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're having a bad day. Like you, you, you didn't sleep well or you, you know, you're just short or something's going on and, and then all of a sudden everything is trying to bite you or or scratch, you know what I mean? Or get away. Mm -hmm. And like, it just, I think anyone in vet medicine has had that day. I am firmly convinced that animals, people included, we read each other. Like, I, I think it's evolutionarily ingrained in us that we are looking for like, uh, does this person like me? Does this person dislike me? Do I need to be on guard around this person? You know what I mean? Like, like what is the vibe this person is picking up? I really truly believe that we have that ability in psychology. There's this thing called deep acting. And so like deep acting is, uh, the, the process where like, you know, so, uh, you and I get on this, on this, uh, podcast or we're in the, uh, exam room together or whatever. If I try to pretend like I like you, you know, you'd probably appreciate that. If I truly decide that I like you, you pick up on that in a deep way. And so one of the things that that I really try to teach in exam room uh, studies is deep acting is choose to like the clients that you're going into. Like just decide I like this person, even if they're a headache. (laughs) They can be difficult. But, you know, and just yeah. decide to like them. And guys, I tell you, that is this, it's a magic trick. You will just, if you decide to really like the person you're going in the room to see, they will like you. It is incredible. And why should we reserve that for just our clients? You know, it's, it's our staff as well Is if you act like you like the staff, if you act like you like the colleagues and you truly just decide to like them and you treat them that way, they will like you. And that is practice culture.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that, that's absolutely true. And and I think too, there's you know, if you're the boss and you come in and you're in a bad mood, or you know, just that you feel sick, you can you can feel that cloud that descends over the whole practice. Everybody is on edge. And, you know, do I say something? Do I not? And then if you don't respond the way they want you to, then they get upset. Mm-hmm. And it's just this avalanche of negativity. And and I'm not saying go into the clinic and like rah, rah, rah every day, because, you know, I can't hack it in the clinic. So I totally understand how that can't happen. But I do think if you make a conscious decision to, to be grateful and to be part of the team, and to get through the day together, it it makes all the difference in the world. And and taking people for granted and talking to them like they don't matter, I don't know what we expect to get out of that for as often as we do it. Like you said, you did it with your with your kids. I've done it with my husband, and you're just like, yeah. what did I think that was going to accomplish? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just that's going to make everybody happy is is yeah. just to be snotty to somebody. And and so if we, you know, what do I want to accomplish with what's going to come out of my mouth? And if what I want to accomplish is a great day, then great things need to come out and and vice versa. I I
0: think one of the best things that can happen to any of us is having us just be dissuaded of the idea that the people we work with are there for a paycheck. You know? So like I I think that sometimes we're like, oh well, the the techs are here and there, they get they get paid. They're doing their job, dude. Your text could do a lot of other things and make a lot more money, you know. And the other thing is that money is a motivator, but it is not the only motivator, and mm-hmm. it is not a universal motivator, you know I mean, or a complete motivator, meaning it covers all the bases. It doesn't. A paycheck alone does not motivate anyone. I don't care how big the paycheck is. You know, the other things I- matter appreciation, you could, you respect couldn't
1: pay me enough to work in certain places or, or in certain oh, fields, like, absolutely. like not for, you know, you'd say that not for $10 million would I go and, you know, yep. and do whatever right now. And and I think that that applies, you know, and, and they do have options in a lot of cases. And, and I feel bad for people who are in like really small towns where there's only one vet clinic or, you know, they don't have a whole lot of options right in front of them if they want to live there. Uh, but if you live in a place with multiple options, you know, you don't have to take abuse. And, and it, it astounds yeah. me the people that treat their staff badly and then are shocked when they leave. Yes. Like, you know, again, what did you expect was going to happen and, and why should I thank them? They're getting paid. Like, I thank I've, the waiter or waitress that. for bringing me a drink, even though I tip them. I, I don't understand where that mentality comes from, that I shouldn't have to say thank you or be appreciative because I pay you. Like, yeah, that. I have,
0: I have, heur- I have literally heard that in my lectures, people, knew- I've had, I've had people raise their hand and say, why do I have to say thank you when I'm paying these people? And I'm like, you need to be uh, robbed of that idea that they're there for the paycheck. Like that—that's yeah. the first thing that's happened.
1: Yeah, or that's all that you owe them. You know, it, it, like I don't—I don't understand that either. That you know, we—I owe them a paycheck, and they owe me work, and that's you know, that's it. That doesn't sound very satisfying to me, oh, as yeah. you know, as an employer. And I, yeah, or as an employee for that matter. So
0: exactly um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Let's talk about some. um Let's talk about some phrases that are just, these are so simple, but I, I love your article. I completely agree with you. I think that going back to that, I think some of need to be reminded of these phrases, going back to simple phrases, uh, and just using them regularly to sort of show appreciation, and show respect. It has a, um, substantial and cumulative effect over time. So, uh, phrases that phrases that we drop, most people know, them. these are the things that we know we should say. We used to say, we would say them if we were with our friends but we stop saying them to our our uh, to our staff or to our colleagues.
1: Yep, I, you know I'm sorry. Like and yeah. and and an actual apology. I'm sorry, not just oh sorry. You know, I, yeah. I think we we apologize when we shouldn't, and we don't apologize when we should. And one of the things that I I found um, and you know it's hilarity in every office I've worked in. But I know when I'm being a jerk. You know, and and apparently that's not obvious to other people in a lot of cases. So, you know, I'll come over and go, look, I'm sorry that I said what I said. I wasn't thinking and that was just crappy. Yeah. And, and I apologize. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know. So I figure, all right, that's that's okay. But, you know, if I know in my heart that I have been snotty to somebody or been mean or short or anything that could have made them feel like I don't value them, I make sure to go back and say, you know, I really appreciate your help during CPR. I'm sorry that I snapped at you Um, when I'm Mm. super stressed. Sometimes that happens. But I wanted you to know that I know that I did that and I'm sorry. And they were like. Wow. That's amazing. And, and it's not, but but apparently it's rare. Well,
0: it's, Um, it's about, it's about being humble and like, you know, vet medicine for whatever reason, I I think that there's a lot of ego here, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of insecurity. I think a lot of us think we're imposters and we want, you know, we don't want to show weakness or things, or I think a lot of veterinarians are really worried about, um, looking or making mistakes, however they define that in front of technicians, you know, or things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's great power in vulnerability as a leader and being vulnerable is going back to someone and saying, I'm sorry. I said that I, you know what I mean? I was stressed and I, um, and I should, I snapped at you and that's not okay. And I'm sorry I did that. And I have absolutely done that. And and I I mean, yeah, I mean, every couple of months I probably go back and say, Hey, I went, I, that came out the wrong way when I said it, and I just wanted to tell you that I I did not mean for that to blurt out that way. Um, my, I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry.
1: Yep. A- yeah. And it's, and it's just it's so simple, yourself. and it builds trust. So I, you know, I now trust that you are not out to hurt me or be mean to me. That sometimes you're overwhelmed by emotion. Hey, you're human. And that and, you know, it gives us gives them more empathy for us and vice versa. I know as a person with anxiety, when I am under high stress, I do tend to snap. And mm-hmm. it's just because I, I can't take another thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running behind. Everything's crazy. There's all kinds of craziness going on. And then someone will come back and go, you know, you're a half hour behind. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Kind of figured that out. Thanks. And then it's yeah. like, oh, oh, I can't believe yes. I said that, you know, and then you go back up and you're like, I am so sorry I was a monster. That's a um, great example. Yeah, and it happens, you know, I think we have a lot of that in vet med and and I I think a lot of like new grads who are suffering from anxiety will get the reputation of being someone who's grumpy. When in actuality, if you look at the times that they're nasty to you, it's when they are at their breaking point and you Mm -hmm. just go throw one more brick on the pile, you know, and you're like, hey, you're running behind, you know, and then you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't. And if you take the time to tell them, look, here's the deal. I was at my breaking point and you came in and told me I was doing one more thing wrong and it just it just upset me and I snapped and I apologize. Um, I know when I'm running behind, I am very aware of it. Um, and so, you know, I will try very hard not to do that again, but be aware that if you come in when I'm all stressed out and pile something else on me, I'm liable to lose it. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: well, when you come to me and you say, I was running behind and you came in and it felt like you were saying I was doing something else wrong and I just couldn't handle it. I do or I just snapped. I think everyone gets that. You know what I mean? Like we've all had that experience and, and my I switched from feeling defensive, like, how could you say that to me? I was just trying to help, you know, like, pardon me for letting you know what's going on with your schedule. Um, If you know you're 30 minutes behind, then why don't you catch up? You know, like, (laughs) and then you go from those thoughts to empathy of, okay, I've been there. I have totally been, you know, I've had that person say that last thing to me and Mm -hmm. I yelled at them when they were really not responsible. I, I think that's true. I tell you, I have done that exact same thing of people come and go, hey, you know, you're 30 minutes behind. And I'm like, you think? Really? <laughs> um, and then, of course, I do. I have to go apologize. I I am so sorry. I was I was stressed. I knew I was behind. I felt like I was failing, and I took it out on you. And I'm sorry. Um, and that, that cleans uh, that cleans a lot of this up. You know, the truth is, as far as like snapping or things like that, uh, people remember that. Like we remember we remember getting snapped at a whole lot more than we remember a thank you. Which means you have to say thank you a lot to make up for the time that we snap or we make someone feel small, things like that. You can undo that by going and saying that was a mistake, and I, I'm I'm really sorry. That was not about you. That was about me. Um, well, yeah, and
1: we're used to animals snapping at us literally, and so we yes, you know, we jerk our hands back and we're like, I'm not touching that again. And yeah. so I think that that snap from a, a fellow person, you know, it cuts deep to us because we you know we don't like any kind of criticism um and then you know when we snap back we feel guilty and then we're angry and it's just you know a whole lot of emotions that really don't even need to be there if we just mm. take the time to say hey I'm, I'm sorry about that and, and I shouldn't have done that um, I find that that the, the the staff members that I just adore are the ones who see me flailing and say what can I take off your plate so that you yes. don't lose your mind. And not, you know, that's not to say that no one else is busy, but if you see somebody struggling and flailing, instead of adding on and saying, you know, you know, you're behind or what is your problem or whatever, to just say, hey, it looks like you're drowning. What can I throw you a life preserver? What can I do to make your life better? And like that person, I will love for all eternity and I will do whatever I can to keep you happy. Yeah. Um, because that's somebody who saw my time of need and instead of smacking me, offered me a hand.
0: Yeah. What can I take off your plate and how can I help? Are, mm-hmm. are just the two most wonderful things that you can say to people.
1: Yeah. Or even give me that. I will take care of it instead of asking how you can help. Cause I don't freaking know how you can help when yeah, I am yeah. this bad. Like give me, give me that chart. Give it to me. Give it, give yeah. it. Okay, good <laughs> girl. I'm going to go take care of this and you are going to just go do what you need to do. And oh my gosh, like to have somebody who can read that and understand, um, because anxiety and, and depression as well. I've not suffered from depression, so I can't really speak to that. Um, but but mental health issues, when you are bogged down, you are so not at your best. And it's mm-hmm. like coming into the room and your spouse is hanging over the toilet, throwing up, and you're like, Did you do the dishes? And you're like, dude, <laughs> I will throw up on your shoes. You suck. And that's what it's like. It's like, don't kick them while they're down, man. Offer them, you know, something cold to put on the back of their neck and get out.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. Um, one of one of my favorite phrases is just that was great. Mm-hmm. That was great. And it is so rare that our people get positive reinforcement where they do something that's good. And someone actually stops them for a moment to say, I saw what you did and that was awesome. And you're awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. And it just, but if you come out of the exam room and your uh, technician was incredible, if you just say, Hey, the way that you talk to her about the heartworm prevention, was awesome. Like you, you nailed it. Like that was exactly what she cared about. And you said exactly the right thing. And now that dog's covered. That was awesome. And then then that's it. There's no, like, you don't have to go on. It's not a conversation. It's just, that was great. I saw what you did and that was great. And man, you talk about feeling appreciated. It's like, Oh, you saw, you saw me do a thing and they don't even know they did it. They were just, they're just doing their job. But the fact that I would care enough just to stop them for a moment and say, Hey, I just want you to know that you did awesome and I saw it and thank you that, I, that I've just found that to be such a big motivator for, for people that I work with and so appreciated.
1: Yeah. And mindfulness. So I had this horrible habit and it's been worse um, since I was in a car accident and had a, had a concussion that the my team would like, let's say I have a cat abscess coming in. They would set everything up for me and then I'd be all in my head working things out and trying to figure things out. And I go and I get all the stuff out of the cabinets and set it up. And they're like, Doc, we, we, ju- we got this out for you. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, or I've left a mess for them to clean up because I have to go to the next thing. And I'm like, you guys, I really appreciate you cleaning up my mess. Um, you know, I, 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 I normally would help with that. And I really appreciate you guys taking care of it for me. Uh, but those, you know, those little things of being mindful of the things they're doing, because they may be trying to please you. And then you're just totally oblivious to, you know, all the nice things that happen until they call in sick. And then you're like, where's this, this and this? You're like, I'm used to this all being done. And then you don't realize till they're gone that that they were doing all these great things for you. So looking for things that they do for you that you want them to continue to do and then praise them for that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's simple. We're like you said, we're, we're all animals, you know, we, yep. if we do something good and we get praised for it. We're likely to do it again. If you, you know, if you do something good and it gets ignored, then why bother?
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think
1: that's super, super important for the teams to go looking for things to thank your team for.
0: Yeah. I think everybody knows please. And thank you. and And those things do fall away and they're, they're important to pick back up and use them. But I think one of the things that's equally important that gets dropped much sooner is no thank you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean when uh, when you're uh, when somebody says, "Hey, can I do this?" and you say, nah. "No, no, no, I got it." No, yeah. a no, a no thank you is just it's a small thing, but again, it's another just little deposit into that appreciation bank.
1: Yeah, or they came by to get your order for lunch. If you don't want anything, you know, no, I'm good. Yeah, okay, but but. No. And thanks for asking me. Yes. then you might get asked again, you know, right. I, and I, I just if you if you respond with the thought of what do I want to happen in the future in this situation? I you know, and you can't do that constantly. But if you make a habit of it, it, it just again, it becomes a habit and it's something you do without thinking. And it, it just makes things so much more smooth. And, and I think it's odd because the people that don't want to do these things are often the people who will complain when they're not done. You know, mm-hmm. well, he didn't thank me. It's like, have you ever thanked anyone in your life? Like, yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. If this is what you want, then you've got to model that behavior. And um, yeah. the same like you said for your kids, you know, if you snap at them or you say, go get me that then that's the behavior you're modeling and you're telling them that's how you talk to other people. Yeah. And then the, the, the and first
0: thing that will happen is they will use it on each other. Like they will yes. talk, my kids will talk to each other that way. It, they may not, they may not talk to me that way because they still no knew it was not right. Yeah. <laughs> but they did see that behavior modeled. And so then communicating to each other that way seems normal. And so you, you see that culture really does come from the top, you mm-hmm. know, in, in a lot of ways. And that doesn't mean that that we all can't be nicer to each other and and make our own you know little spaces better, but it's rare to have the staff communicate really well with each other and be happy and just have the doctors treat them like crap like that that's just not it's just not going to happen right so yeah, right. so I just i don't know i think I think that that's I think that, that stuff is really important so and any other uh stuff. any other uh little phrase or or yeah just quick little phrases that that help set the culture.
1: Well, and I'm, again, a big, big fan of just excuse me, you know, rather than shoving someone aside or, you know, bumping in behind them, you know, I'll kind of put a hand on their back so they don't back into me and say, excuse Mm. me, sorry, let me just get past you. Um, Or or even just a a hand on them and say, not right now during quarantine, don't be, don't touch people and stay six feet apart. But yeah, yeah,
0: we're not,
1: we're not, we're not doing all that, that squeezing uh, around in the clinic as much as usual, (laughs) but just, you know, Hey, I'm right behind you, you know, just giving them a little heads up. Um, and it's the difference between that and like when I go to a restaurant and there's like a, a swinging door and they go door like really loud before they plow through it. I'm like, oh, OK, like <laughs> you know, coming through. I just yeah. feel like, you know, shouting at someone that to get out of your way is is maybe not the best the best plan. Um, and and it you know, it can't be, it can't happen all the time, but it can happen more than it's been happening. And every time this article gets published, I'm afraid people are going to be like, Oh, for God's sakes. And I'm always surprised at how many times they're like, wow, this is great. Thanks. And, you know, I, 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 and it just reinforces to me that that's what people want is some civility and respect and kindness. And, you know, the more you do it, the more you get it back and there's just no downside to it at all.
0: Yeah. So civility, uh, amongst the, uh, The employees, you know, doctors, technicians, that's great. It's just, I'm just blown away at how often we treat the clients with such great respect and then not each other. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? That just, one one of my friends, Dr. Asaya Clement, uh, she talks about internal clients and external clients. And external clients are customers who come to the building, and internal clients are the staff. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so, you need to treat the internal clients like the external clients. I just always thought that was great. So. It anyway. is.
1: And, and, you know, off topic, just a touch, but, but the fact that, you know, when, when our internal clients bring their, their pets in, mm-hmm. why do we not treat them like clients? Why do we not do, you know, I mean, granted, yes, you're, 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 you're amazing. CBT probably doesn't need to hear the heartworm lecture, but you know, don't just like, here's the blood work. Do you have any questions? Like, you know, sit down and take a minute and just say, okay, here's what we're seeing. Is there anything else we can do? And don't bump them constantly. Like they're not important. Like their pets are important too. And I understand if, you know, if, if an emergency surgery rolls in, you can't do both at once, but like, we're busy today. Why don't you just bring him back tomorrow? Like now that I don't have a regular clinic that I go to and I have to pack my animals up in their carriers and Mm -hmm. go somewhere. Oh my God, what a pain. And now we're like, no, just go home and let's do it again tomorrow. You know? Oh, what a, what a nightmare. Um, I'm, I'm gaining a lot of empathy from being my own Pets vet and not having a clinic to take them to it's like oh do we really have to do this so I get why people don't want to come in um so yeah just you know I I like that internal and external clients and I I think that's that's super important too
0: cool well thanks for being here and talking with me today I really appreciate it
1: oh my pleasure I always love love talking to you and I I really do love the show it's super super helpful to me all the time
0: thank you what uh where can people find you if they're looking and they like to learn more
1: Um, I'm mostly on Facebook at A Happy Vet um, and then Helping Hands Pet Hospice is my hospice and home euthanasia practice um, and then uh, happyvet.com.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Sheree. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: And that is our episode. Guys, if you liked it, I hope you'll share it with your friends. I love it if you would wrote wrote a review uh, for the podcast on iTunes. That's how people find us. It always means the world to me. Guys, see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.